What is good, everybody, man? We are live here on a Monday. I'm excited. Last weekend without college football is past us. It is officially game week, man. Me, X-Wack Challenge this weekend. Stephen F. Austin, Jacksonville State, FAMU, UNC, man. A lot of great games this upcoming weekend, man. I am absolutely pumped. But we are here to talk about the defending Celebration Bowl champions in South Carolina State. And I couldn't think of two better guys to bring next to me, man. My guy Tuck from the South Carolina State Bulldog Report is with us, and I brought back my guy CFL, Kobe Orr, man. How are you guys doing? And and what's what's the latest from each of you guys, man? Cool, you want to go first? Or you? I, I, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I got my we got we got my guy Tuck on here. You know we put to talk about the Bulldogs. No, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm excited. Dog. You know ain't, ain't really nothing else to say. Like I'm ready. Hey, hey. Likewise, man. Listen, man. Um, uh, first off, Blue man, thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for the Absolutely. opportunity, man. You know we 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 are honored to uh, be on your show. Um, but uh, more importantly, uh, we're honored to be, you know, with my guy, man, CFL, man, because listen, he's the man right now, right? You both are the man, for sure, but uh, <laughs> we're happy to be here to uh, talk about, you know, the the SCSU Bulldogs, man. Um, you know, we're excited about the uh, season, so let's get at it, man. Let's go. And before we get into the, the actual season, breaking down this team, man, one of the biggest things that I just recently had a show looking at some of the top HBCU prospects with my guys over at Draft HBCU, we talked about Jablonski Green. Be, you know, there's a few other guys on this team that potentially could be NFL prospects, but we just saw Jacoby Durant drafted by the Rams, and he's been out there balling and getting to go up against one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, Cooper Cup, get to go against Matthew Stafford every day in practice. Tuck, I'm going to throw it to you first. What, in your opinion, as a South Carolina State guy, have been the keys to building an NFL pipeline at South Carolina State? Um, uh, player development. Player development. Um, Buddy Pew knows how to, to uh, develop his players, and he knows how to coach his coaches, you know. And he knows how to get talent, man. He, he, he has a knack for getting guys nobody else wanted. And he will bring you there and he will develop you and he will put you through some adversity. So whenever you get, you know, so whenever you do get to um, that particular level, you're ready for the big lights. Listen, this guy, listen, man, Buddy Pew, man, did not just start coaching, you know, you know, you know, so he is used to coaching, you know, big time players, but he knows talent, man. And one thing about Buddy is Buddy will make you run through a big, listen, man, Buddy has the knack for making you want to run through a brick wall for him, okay? Like, man, that guy's that type of guy. So, but, um, you know, Buddy's a father figure. So when those guys come to South Carolina State, man, they see the history, and then they know it's a lot to actually live up to. But they also got they also got dog in them, man. They got dog in them, you know. And we have so many players who now see, you know, these young men leaving South Carolina State, right, you know, going to the NFL and doing great things. So that's just motivation for everybody. Absolutely. I think I, I was at the Legacy Bowl, and as, as you know, we, we talked there. One of the big things mm-hmm. that I think was my first really awakening to the impact of Buddy Pugh is I just posted a picture. It wasn't a video. It wasn't a recording. It was just a picture of Buddy Pugh speaking to the team. And that mm-hmm. picture 
blew up. There were former players, coaches, fans that was like, that team's better from just that one conversation with Coach Pugh. And it went viral. And they don't even know what he said, but they knew it was <laughs> just based on just based on the picture. But it was day one of practice and it went viral yeah. just because he was talking to the team. So that was my first really like, OK, th- this guy's different. But see, mm-hmm. I'm going to pass it to you. Who are some prospects on this team that you're excited for that you think is going to be the next to grab the torch from Jacoby Durant and be that next big time NFL prospect for South Carolina State? So right away, they have a transfer from Charleston Southern Tech. You know, uh, Keen Pauling. Um, not not comparing him to Kobe Durant in any way, but they are similarly built, like as far as physique goes. So I think mm-hmm. you know, if you're talking about right away, maybe it's him. But you like you already know my favorite prospect in this class is Marquise Bradley, bro. I think Woo! that is a NFL prospect. I would say yeah. it again. He co- coming out of Gaffney High School, one of the yeah. top high school um, in, in the in the state of South Carolina when it comes right. to producing uh, Division One talent and NFL talent. Marquise Bradley is that dude. Six two, fluid hips, long wingspan, great recovery yes. speed. Man, listen, I can't wait to see Marquise Bradley on that field. Mark my words, he gonna be, he gonna be that dog. <laughs> Let me now, say this we, right we here, Blue. Go ahead. Um, to kind of piggyback off what he said just now, man, another one of my favorites, uh, to be honest with you, if he can gain uh, maybe about 10 more pounds, will be uh, B.J. Davis. Mm. I B. like J. it. Davis can, I'm telling you, B.J., listen, we've, we've seen B.J. Davis the entire fall camp. B.J. looks different out there, man. I'm telling you, he has an opportunity. He has an opportunity. Those big games – this this uh UCF game and that uh, uh South Carolina game will be huge for him. And and I mean I know he's not a pro- I know he's not a prospect this year, but Nick Taste on the offensive line I think is a guy oh. who oh, two yeah. years from now oh, is yeah. going to be a major problem. As a as an O lineman, I'd be remiss not to mention my O line guys on this show, and I really like him. But listen, Jablonski Green for me is oh, the guy. Yeah. Uh, on the D line, listen. I I yeah. talked to I talked to the guys from draft NFL, draft um, HBCU, and man, the run defense is something that I don't think a lot of people look at with defensive linemen. They, they get kind of enamored with the pass rush, but when you look at what Jablonski Green could do on both sides in terms yeah. of getting after the passer, but also being disciplined and stopping the run, right. right? That's where he really becomes an NFL prospect for me. And I think look, getting to talk to him in person at, at MEAC Media Day, he looks bigger in person than he even comes across on film man the dude is a is a tank like i, I don't want to run into him in a narrow hallway at all <laughs> his mother feeds him well trust me me and his dad are real good friends but his dad literally fusses with his mom to tell him listen man listen please stop feeding this boy okay because bj eats real good but he's a dog okay he's putting in the work you know but uh what i love about him this year is that um He's embraced the uh, leadership role, right? So he is the first one to come to practice. The you know the last one to leave. Um, those young men hear his voice and they follow his voice. Um, so I'm very proud of him right now. Very and, uh, proud of him. Just to uh, just to piggyback off you, Tug and Blue. What you know? What impressed me the most this offseason about him that I didn't know about Jablonski? His his foot speed. Mm-hmm. It's is crazy. I saw him doing mm-hmm. like uh pad bag drills and like the agility that he possesses, man, at that size. It's I didn't know he had that already. You feel me? Yeah. I, up up until that point, I just saw him in a game. I didn't see him during workouts and everything like that. Nah, he's really a prototype, mm-hmm. bro. 
Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. He, and we look forward to him, man. We we really uh, we're expecting big things from him uh, this year. You, you should, because I mean, he did. I don't think people realize he was hurt for some of the season last year. So those stats could have yeah. been looking real elite there if he would have been healthy for the full season. But one of the big storylines before we get into the intricacies of the roster and things was a lot of people brought up the fact that South Carolina State was not in the top 25 of the FCS. But um, I got the rankings here. They were an honorable mention. They were still behind North Carolina A&T, FAMU, and some of these other programs. What was y'all's initial reaction when you guys saw how low South Carolina State were in the rankings this season? I thought it was completely disrespectful. And yeah. I really do feel like there's a bias when it comes to South Carolina State. Like we like we know why they put Jackson State there. You know, we we even know why they put North Carolina AT in there. But they a lot yeah. of people feel like this season from South Carolina State is a fluke, right? And they don't right. really look at the history of what South Carolina State has been able to do. They've always been in that conversation for MEAC champions, uh, MEAC champions, if not winning the thing outright. You know, North Carolina A&T is on there, but had had their starting quarterback not going down, when South Carolina State and North Carolina A&T were going at it, that outcome looks it looks different because they was in the lead. Much you know, like, right. like, you know, and, and I ain't going to sit here and play what it could have should have, but I'm just saying, like, they really have a certain bias I feel like when it comes to South Carolina State, they don't, they don't get enough respect as a program. And, you know, that them not being on the list – I mean, cause, cause there, there, there's a spot for them on that list somewhere. Where you want to put oh, that, that's available. But they deserve yeah. a spot on that list. But you know, I mean, you know, they, it's it's not it's not something that South Carolina State ain't used to it. Like they, you know, they are the type of program to where y'all don't got to give us the accolades. We're just gonna go out and show y'all why we do what we do anyway. There you go. There you go. Uh, you 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 nailed it, Kobe. You nailed it. You nailed it. You know, that's why they call us the underdogs, man, the homecoming killers. You know. Um, <laughs> because you know we we're not used to really getting uh, the respect like that. You know we we get respect from the MEAC, of course, um, but you can't tell me that there are twenty five teams better than us. You can't can't tell me that. And you know the the last question before we move on. Do you think the perception of the MEAC also plays against South Carolina State, especially with the low numbers and people really don't look that highly on let's say like a Howard we saw what happened with a Morgan State even a Delaware State probably in terms of national perspective probably isn't getting looked at so do you think how much do you think that also plays into the perception of South Carolina State when it comes to a national ranking uh uh guilty by association right (laughs) you know you're guilty by association um you know but um you know of course you know, with all the uh, uh, what was it? the uh, negative flag um, that the uh, you know me at caught, and then we only have what five teams, right? So um, yeah. they feel that you know we're not playing anyone right now, um, and we have always been kind of like the uh, you know top dog around the MEAC for years. Um, but since you know since uh, Fam left, Bethune left, Hampton left, you know then you know those guys from uh, Greenboro left you know, Greensboro, you know, left. Um, we just, you know, we we just have not gotten the respect. But one thing is for sure, we will show up, you know, when caught. Mm-hmm. See, so you got anything to add to that or? No, nah, like, you know, I, I, he, he's completely spot on with that, man. It, it just is what it is. People want to, you know, they're, they're biased against South Carolina State. They are the program that's going to show you what it is when they see right. you on the field, you know. So, like a preseason poll, I know they ain't really worried about it. 
But you yeah. know, it like it bothers me. Like they probably it probably bothers Tuck <laughs> yeah. too. But it bothers me to not see them rank. You know, in Orangeburg, they probably don't care. They're like, we gonna we nah. gonna end up where we end up anyway. But nah, it, yeah. it bothers me. <laughs> because you're gonna have to see us regardless. Right. You see what I'm saying? You're gonna have to see us. <laughs> and when you see us, then we're gonna, you know, then we're gonna see what you're talking about then, you know. We want to make sure that when the season, you know, when uh, when the season comes to a close, right, December the 18th, whenever whenever the game is, that uh, you know uh, we're standing on top of that mountain, you know, uh, much like we did last year. Hey, I, I love it. I, like you said, it's still a preseason poll. You know, in the grand scheme of things, the one that matters is in December. But still, you know, to coming off a, coming off a celebration bowl, it's still in, uh, it was a very interesting development, especially with some of the HBCU polls that came out as well on top of right. that. But uh, CFL must have looked at my questions beforehand. He kind of already threw one name <laughs> out at me. But, you know, the, the biggest question He's mark, it, man. Uh, he's good. He's good. The dude can apparently yeah. see the future on top of making videos at work and out of nowhere, dropping all the breaking news. But the Kobe Durant and Zafir Kelly were they, look, they were both major losses. Let's just keep it honest. Both are extremely talented cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are the guys that y'all are looking for to step up to replace two two greats of South Carolina State? Well, I talked about the Kobe, but for Zafir, it's it's Zion Keith. The transfer yeah. from Wake Forest. Oh, he a dog. Zion Keith is the dog. He he fits that bulldog program to a T, man. All right, I just love the way he plays. Plays like his hair's on fire. He's all over the field. Um, he you know he's he's dynamic, man. And I think he's gonna come in, especially with the experience that he's had at that in the ACC. You know, fun fun mm-hmm. fact, I didn't even know he was the guy who uh the quarterback from Pittsburgh hit the fake slide on. And that, yeah. and that I didn't know that was him. Yeah. I didn't know that was yeah. him. But now, like, just it, you know, just coming with the experience that he does from the ACC uh, and bringing that to the MEAC, man, he's gonna pick up where he left off, and he's gonna boost that secondary for South Carolina State from week one. Like, I'm confident in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, to kind of pick up on what uh, Kobe said, um, we got a guy. Remember the guy uh, number twenty one defensive back, uh, Kendall Moultrie, who. Uh, who uh, tossed the uh, Jackson State player? He tossed him. <laughs> Remember that guy? Yeah. So he's yeah. changing from right. So he's changing from safety to a uh, cornerback this year. So we'll, you know, so we we, we uh, uh, we're kind of excited about that. Uh, number twenty five, uh, Jamil uh, Jamil Benjamin from uh, Spunberg kind of played like a um, he kind of played like a uh, Robin role. He was kind of the uh, protege to uh, the Kobe last year, set behind the Kobe. You know, really learn. Um, a lot of guys love his skill set. Um, he's really uh, he's been having a phenomenal fall so far. Um, uh, his confidence is really growing. You know, a tall, lanky kid. You know, got a, a lot of confidence in him. Um, but um, much like my guy said, man, Zion Keith is really. I mean, he has really been leading this fall camp. He's a dog out there. He's, I mean, my man's in shape. My man, my man. <laughs> listen. This guy's ready to play good football, but he's also, but you know, um, what I love about him is, is he's bringing in that leadership, and that's what we need leadership, you know. So, um, we love the secondary. We don't know what they're gonna be yet, right? You know, we, <laughs> you never know what you got, um, uh, you know, until you play somebody else, of course, right? So, um, you know, that uh, UCF game will tell the tale. 
That's true, man. The fact that Benjamin is 6'3", 200 as a redshirt freshman is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. (laughs) That is – that's – Hey, man, I appreciate that tidbit there because, Lord, man. man. He is a dog out there right now, man. He is – listen, nobody gets to eat on his side of the field. Listen, (laughs) I'm telling you now. Nobody gets to eat over there. Not right now. (laughs) Not right now. Oh, man. I like it. And then, you know, the main position that I, he was at MEAC Media Day, which I think speaks to how he's kind of looked at as one of the leaders of the mm-hmm. offense, Corey Fields. And he received mm-hmm. a lot of criticism, not only coming into the Celebration Bowl, but for that first half performance until things kind of turned around. Mm-hmm. For each of you guys, what do you expect from Corey Fields this season after he has a year to build on what he did last year? You got to see. Uh, see, go. with me, with Corey, I expect him to, number one, I, I want to I see him be more confident. And I think he'll come out and he'll be more confident, right? Like, you, you look at him in the first half of that celebration bowl, and, you know, a lot of a lot of people only seen him up, you know, up until that point. That's their first time seeing Corey Fields during the season. I've seen him when he when he plays with confidence, right? You you only lose to Akil Glass by one point down to Alabama A&M. You was going back and yeah. forth with him. Arkin doing yeah. the best passes in HBCU ball. You was going back and forth with him. I see you go. In, I see you go into a, a FBS opponent, New Mexico State. You put up what 34, 35 points. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah. Like it's it's clearly just a confidence thing with Corey. Yeah. You know, because when he throws the ball and when he's on point with it, it's a nice tight spiral. He gets the ball where it needs to be. He ain't got to be all fancy with it. He can lead the he can lead the charge. He can get the job done. It's just a confidence thing with him. So I mm-hmm. think now that you know he's. He's he's accomplished what he's accomplished, and you know, getting to that celebration bowl and winning it in the fashion that he did, I think he's gonna come out, and you know, he's gonna he's gonna be a lot more confident when he's throwing that rock around, especially with the weapons he got coming up. You know, um, you're absolutely right. See, um, he is more confident. He's more vocal this year. He is more vocal this year, um, which has always you know be, you know been something that um, uh, the coaches. Um, we kind of harp on him about you know just being more vocal, right? Um, we know about the compliments thing, you know, right now he has been showing uh a, a, a tremendous poise right now, leaving those guys. He's been hitting some big throws, and one more key to this <clears throat> uh, you may heard it here, but you did, hear, <laughs> but you did hear it here. He has this young guy named Prometheus Franklin behind him, mm. his freshman. That has just happened a hell of a, a hell of a, a hell of a camp. Okay, listen talk, to talk me. Talk about him. Talk. Okay, listen to me. Talk about him. Corey knows, and everybody right that program knows that Prometheus is on his heels because he has been having a, a eye popping camp. Okay, nobody expected this. Okay, including me. Okay, but. Corey has been doing his thing. Corey has been stepping up because, you know, in my opinion, this is the first time he had, you know, he's had somebody with this kind of skill set behind him um, that can make all the throws, okay, can make all the throws. Man, this man is 6'3", two-something, man, can, can throw the rock, okay? But, but like I said, Corey um, – that's what we need, man. Listen, you need competition. That makes you better. You know what I'm saying? So we we uh we 
We love the quarterback room competition right now. Corey has been leading that competition. Um, and he's been hitting, man. Shaq Davis, man, man, him and Shaq Davis, um, chemistry right now is crazy. Right now. And um, they have been doing some phenomenal things. We have some young receivers that, um, man, this year, man, you can pick your poison this year. You can pick your poison. He has some extremely talented weapons. Some new guys you guys don't really know about yet, okay? But uh, look forward to it, man. Uh, hey, they got it, man. They can just get, um, you know, get get the uh, timing down. Yeah, well, man, they can have something special. Hey, now, what? Tuck is not lying about Prometheus. Tuck is not like, like we talked about RJ Washington. Prometheus is just as, like, nah, he's he not lying. I just want to get that out there. He's not lying now, about yeah. Prometheus. Now, I, I'm a big uh, fan of Andre Washington. Let me just put that out there. Oh, I me? Did, so, hey. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no, because I, I did – I made a true freshman, all you know, all-American kind of like watch list for, for the FCS. I, I haven't dropped it yet or anything. It's kind of just sitting in my drafts. He's the quarterback. I don't know if you all know this. He's the best quarterback any FCS school landed this offseason in terms of rankings and success Listen, at the high school level. I so he is, he, is, he is a dog. Okay, he is a listen, man. Man, uh, the guy walked past me yesterday, shook my hand. Man, man, the guy smothered my hand, man. Okay, <laughs> this guy is a dog, and he's a great kid, too. Listen, that quarterback room is special. Mm -hmm. Tell me, that quarterback room is special, and they also got a young kid, you know, um, walk on kid from uh, Minnesota, and he's special. That's all I'm going to say about that right now. Hey, that's fine. Everyone's saying stop telling South Carolina State's business. They said y'all are sharing too much inside info in here, man. <laughs> Shout out to Real Talk, too, man. Thank you for the donation, yeah. man. But, man, let's get to this uh, this atrocity of a schedule here because I, I, this is brutal here. So they open up the season in a – in the bounce house in a very difficult environment to win a UCF, you get Bethune, AT, South Carolina, FAMU, and that's just the first five games of the season without including North Carolina Central, Delaware State, Norfolk State. For you guys looking at the schedule, for one, what was your initial thoughts when this dropped? Because mom was, oh man, this is going to be a tough road back to the celebration bowl for South Carolina State. I, I looked at it and I said, this is typical South Carolina State. They ain't scared to play typical nobody. They're going to pull up on you. They're going to pull up on anybody. Like, they not scared. Like, and they prove yeah. that every single year. You know? Nah, I'm like, I saw the first couple of weeks and I was like, nah, that's that's real brutal, but this is just who they are. Um, So, you know, you look at – you look after UCF, I actually do feel confident in, you know, the Bethune-Cookman game, and this could be the year that they, they you know, they get back at A&T. I think last year could have been the year, too, if Corey didn't go down. Um, but you know, outside of that, UCF, that but that's just that is that is just a hard schedule. I mean, even after the Gamecocks, man, you as good as they are. You know, you get a you kind of get a break on homecoming, but then you right back at it with Central, uh, Morgan State, Delaware State, and that number one defense that they bring back. You know, it's it's a tough schedule. But now I do think that South Carolina State does have the talent uh to withstand it and get back to the celebration bowl. It's just can everybody can the main pieces stay healthy? Like that—that's the main thing for me. Uh, Corey, uh, Blue, Blue, uh, you know, uh, Blue, we had the conversation about this. Uh, you know, just 
you know, just like C said, man, can we stay healthy? You know, um, we're used to playing big dogs, man. I, you know, we, we love those money games, you know, and um, we love, listen, there's this billboard going down Highway 26, man, heading towards the Berg, man, um, that says that that will play anyone, anywhere, anytime. And that's their mindset. That is, listen, that that is Buddy Pugh's mindset. We will come to your house. We don't care how far you are. We'll come you know, and we'll play you. Now, the thing is, what, you know, you know, what has worked for us is these last draft picks, they have, listen, they made their money, all right, you know, playing against these big-time schools. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we have an opportunity, you know, uh, for these kids to really go out, you know, and show what they can do. Now, here's the caveat to that is we have to stay healthy, okay? We have to stay healthy. And we can get through this four-game gauntlet, okay? And we can make it to um, uh, uh, to uh, conference play. Then I think that we'll be fine. Right now, what they're trying to do right now is develop depth because because listen, man, we're going to need it. I promise you, we're, man, we need we need solid depth right right now. So you know, uh, we know the guys that you know we we have coming back, but man, you talking about going down to uh, UCF, right? Then coming back, right, going down to Daytona, that heat is brutal. Florida heat is something different. Yeah. Okay, Florida Heat is something different. You're going back to back, man. Man, yeah, you listen, bro. You talking about camps, you know, man, cramps and all that stuff like that comes to play. That's why you got to have depth, you know. So, um, so we can play these young guys very early, you know, um, get them some experience. Um, then by um, you know, then by conference play, you kind of know what you got in the tank. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I think it's also important to add that, you know, why those games like UCF and the Gamecocks are so important to add, because, you know, what what was the reason What was the reason the Rams GM said he drafted Jacoby? He said he was, he was on his couch, he was watching the Clemson game, he saw some, number 14 go off for two picks. They, they knew who he was, but he definitely had to look him up after that. You feel me? Exactly. So, like, those those games are essential for South Carolina State, for guys like Jablonski, Shaq, DJ, everybody else to up their draft stock. So, you know, I, 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 that's why I never have a problem with the way South Carolina State scheduled their uh, schedules, their schedule. You know, I thought it was you know, very interesting. Go ahead. Go ahead, Blue. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I just thought I was going to say I thought it was very interesting the way that they they structured the schedule because a lot of teams, you know, we look at FAMU, they're like, everyone's like, why are you playing UNC and then you're going to Jackson State and then you're playing nor non-conference and it's very mixed. Jackson State gets Campbell like October 22nd. For South Carolina State, they knock out all their out-of-conference six mm -hmm. in a row and then it's, we're going to focus on conference play. We, we got a week, we got go. a week to go get ready. I thought, I wonder if that's going to be, if possible, because I know some conferences and things can't work it out like that, but I wonder if more teams Teams are going to follow that format where they're like, okay, we're going to get these big games out of the way early, and then the rest of the season we got pure conference. We're going to go up. We're going to go get that trophy and go get that ring. That honestly, that is, is the mindset. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. See, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say that's that's interesting. I want to see if you know more teams will follow that model as well because you know it does seem to be working for South Carolina State, but you know every program is different at the end of the day. But it, it, no, it's going to be interesting to see if um if other schools follow suit. Yeah. Like you know, we we we're used to it, Blue Man. We we, we you know we're used to the uh, road less travel. 
you know, and that builds character for us. And we know what kind of guys we got. Uh, we, we know what kind of dogs we got. So whenever we do get into the trenches, man, we built for this. You know, whenever we played Jackson State last year, we played teams way better than that, right? So, 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 but you know what? You know what people what people do not realize is the first the first game we had a full healthy team. The first game that we had a full complete team was the doggone Norfolk game. That was the first game we had a full healthy football team was the Norfolk game. The second game was the doggone Jackson State game. That's it. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, you know, we, we had players missing the entire season. Key players missing the entire season. So, um, so we can just keep it, you know, um, we got to keep it together, right? You, you, you know, uh, try to stay healthy. And, man, we can get through this four-game gauntlet we're going to be just fine, man. Just fine. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, the good part about, you know, we talked about Jablonski Green being a huge NFL draft prospect for this year. The good part, you know, kind of knowing a little bit about some of these teams on the schedule, a huge question mark for both UCF and South Carolina is the offensive line. If Jablonski Green could go out there and, and start dogging out Spencer Radler and whoever yeah. uh, I think is John Rice Plumley is this new starting quarterback at UCF, a former Ole Miss guy. If he goes out there yeah. and dogs some people, man, we could be having a real conversation about Jablonski Green being a day two pick. Mm-hmm. Listen, nobody's talking about this kid right now, but they should be. Be careful. Do not sleep on Patrick Gobo. Oh, yeah. True. Do not sleep yeah. on Patrick Gobo. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, my guy's a dog. Okay, do not sleep on him. Right, many people slept on him last, and then you see what happened. You know what I mean, but do not sleep on Patrick Gobert. He is a dog coming off that edge. We have, we have two phenomenal bookends. Phenomenal bookends. Then we got some, you know, phenomenal guys backing them up, man. So listen, you know, um, we got a defensive line that I um, that I can um, that I think can match up with uh, some of the best. And talk, the, someone put a question in here for you. They asked if there were any offensive linemen who flipped to the defensive line because it, um, because Mint, uh, Mentor, Tucker, Barber, and, uh, and uh, the freshman Johnson from Summer, uh, Summer was it Somerville? Yeah. Um, apparently, it's going to add a little bit more beef to that um, to that uh, front to that uh, I guess offensive front. Yeah. So let me tell you the um, um, not as yet, but. We got a guy named uh, I think his name uh, Jalen Johnson from uh, Goose Creek, um, freshman um, lineman. Hey, he, he's pushing the start right now. Mm. Okay, I mean my guy's just a grown man out there right now, man. I mean my guy's a grown man out there right now. Um, but uh, we have, um, you know, uh, what's that guy? Nancy Washington. You know, Yancey is doing real well right now. Um, we like the offensive line, man. Big Taste is doing real well right now. We like the offensive line. Listen, they were pretty much freshmen last year. Freshmen last year. Okay? So we like what we have. We got some young dogs back there, man, learning. We got a phenomenal coach, man, man. And uh, Coach, uh, coach uh, Gooder. And, you know, we, we call those guys the doggone uh, dirt bags. Okay? Because they know how to get it done, man. Um, uh, but look out 
But Jalen Johnson, I'm telling you, he, man, this guy, he is the next one to come off that line. I promise you. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned Gobble. I totally, you know, was overlooking his name. I know he was a preseason selection for us, has a lot of talent. Now, Real Talk want, wanted me to ask um, this question. Do you guys have any fear of, and talk? we kind of talked about this before, about, you know, getting them more focused, not letting that celebration bowl win, think it's going to impact this year. Do you guys think that there's any chance that they might fall asleep at the wheel in some of these games that they're expected to just run through somebody? Not, not really, like, the – the the culture of South Carolina State, like it's it's always been get it out the mud. Like we gotta work for what we get. They ain't never gonna shy away from that that mentality, even with a celebration bowl loss. You feel me? That's just not the way the mindset is in Orangeburg. It just like just the whole state of South Carolina when you got athletes coming out there, dog. It's 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 the same mindset. Get it out the mud. Nothing comes easy. You know we work for what we get. We hunt for what we eat. Like that's just the way it is. So they go always have that mindset. I don't have yeah. a problem with them thinking that, you know, they're going to rest on their laurels and just follow asleep at the wheel. I don't see that happening. You, we actually don't have time to. Listen, like, listen, bro. There's nobody um, that we can sleep on. Like, right. now you talk about, you're talking about uh, Virginia Lynchburg, but, but that's it. You know, we can't sleep on those either. You know what I mean? Like, each game means something to us. Like, listen, man. Man, you got people, grandmas that want to come out there and play for us, man. Okay, like there, there, are people you will not be able to go home, man. Okay, because people have high expectations. Okay, but you know, you know, you got a coach that is extremely hard. Like, man, Coach Buddy Pugh does not does not take it easy with them boys. Like they get listen, man. They, they catch hell every single day. Of, Listen, so they don't have time to, okay? But I know that they want it. And um, there's no good – listen, and the MEAC, you can't disrespect no team in the MEAC. Who? Name one. Name one. Right? Shoot, man, back when I was growing up, man, man, Delaware State, man, used to be garbage. But now you, you can't sleep on Delaware State no more. You can't sleep no, on no more. You no. can't sleep on Morgan, Right? You better not sleep on Howard. Who can you take it easy on? You can't take it. We have we have one of the best conferences. Listen, in my opinion, we have one of the best conferences with some of the best coaches. We can't take it easy with none of those players, man. None of those coaches, man. None of those teams, none of those bands, none of those fans. Mm-mm. He said on the field, off the field, it doesn't matter. No, no, no sleepwalking. <laughs> No sleepwalking here. I love it. And looking at the schedule, if y'all had to pick one game, what would you guys say is the most important game for South Carolina State to win next season? The most. I'm gonna say um, the kind of the kind of the kind of um, just me being close to the program and and knowing the temperature around there. I'm gonna say that ANT game um, because. A lot of people's hearts are still broken about that game. Uh, but a few hearts are still broken about that game. And because we actually had the game, and that is a huge rivalry about, and we hate Ante. Like, like, we absolutely hate their guts. Um, but, um, but I think if we can get to that game, that'll be a huge confidence booster for us going forward. Honestly, so, yeah, same. Like, if personally, 
personally, it would be A and T. Um, but if like if I had to take emotions out of it, right? Because I want them to be A and T as well. I'm I'm just tired of it. I'm tired. Of it. You know, like, 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 if if I if I had to take emotions out of it, I would say North Carolina Central. Uh, just because I know how close Central is. Like a lot of people feel like I sleep on North Carolina Central. I know how close they are. I know how close they are to get to that celebration bowl. We know how great of a quarterback Davies Richards is. So, you know, uh, them going out and winning that game handily, like, like not even giving him a chance to kind of be the hero for North Carolina Central, I think that's an important game if I had to take my feelings out of it. But really, I, I want them to beat North Carolina a There's a – go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. Go ahead. Can I say one more? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Uh, one game that scares me, uh, one game that scares Matter of fact, it's two games, really. But uh, one game that really scares me is the uh, Norfolk game because we we always have a battle with the Norfolk. And that always kind of um, determines the uh, winner of the uh, MEAC these last few years, right? And we already know that they're going to come with it. But let me tell you, I – Kind of scared of uh, Delaware State on the low, at right, low key. You know because they 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 um, they got a phenomenal coach and he's coached those boys up real well. And those boys, they are their mindset. They're coming to win. Right. And um, you know, I just just hope. Um, uh, you know, I thank God that that we don't have to go up there this year. <laughs> <laughs> now, before I, I give God. my. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, before I give my answer, there are a lot of FAMU comments as an answer to that question for you guys. They, they want to be I, like, I'm not giving them that satisfaction. But see, let me, tell, let me get them that circle. There you go. See, here's the thing. We, listen, we've had this long history with FAMU for years. We love FAMU. Like, you know, we just love family. You know what I'm saying? We love to hate them. You know what I'm saying? But we also love them. We love the competition. We love the bands battling. We love the fans. Like we're gonna, like we're gonna always have an issue with them, right? But but we also love them. We absolutely hate Auntie. <laughs> like there's no love with Auntie. Like we don't even like seeing the dog on colors. We don't like driving past Greensboro. We don't like nothing about Greensboro. We don't want to stop and get nothing to eat in Greensboro. We hate A&T to my dying day. You know what I'm saying? Like, fam is like, listen, we win and lose with fam, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? We win, right. all right, cool. We lose, all right, all right, cool. Because we beat them 10 years straight, nobody said nothing. You see? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We beat them 10 years straight, nobody said nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Now, you know what I'm saying? Listen, listen, man. We beat... We beat North Carolina AT 11 years straight. And now they win what two or three games. Oh, we the best in the world. <laughs> Let's go to another. Let's go to another level. Oh man. Right? And then you get there and get smashed. So what I'm saying is, okay, fam is cool. Yes. We, we, but listen, that AT game is huge for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's huge for us. Okay. We're gonna lose our fam game. All right, cool, all right, cool. But that that AT game is notorious for us. Notorious. It's, 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 uh, it's facts that you said Delaware State too, because I also remember 
Um, when I when I interviewed Ramel Harris Freeman, right, that that starting corner and Asias Guthrie, when I asked them, like, you know, what what's the game that y'all want the most next season? They they both said South Carolina State. I'm telling you, they they want because they they really feel like that was that was really the school that kind of like held them back. Like they wanted that win more than anything, and it broke their hearts that they couldn't get it. They want South Carolina State. You know, I talked to those guys a little bit heavily, so I, it's, it's great that you mentioned that, man. They 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 coming with a vengeance in Orangeburg. They coming with their mind prepared. So that that's gonna be a big game. Now, a, a whole other factor to both of those out-of-conference games, I just want to say, you know, because in terms of conference, it probably it doesn't play any role because South Carolina State can still go win the MEAC, even with two losses, and, and go win the Celebration Bowl. But South Carolina State beating A&T and or beating FAMU could be the, re- the sole reason those two teams don't make the FCS playoffs. Mm, that's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal, Blue. Oh, we're trying to we're trying to ruin people's lives out here this year, okay? Because nobody believed in us last year. You see what I'm saying? So we're starting December 18. We had to ruin somebody's life there first, and now we're going forward to ruin more people's lives. Okay, that's the goal. We want to ruin lives. Okay, we want to make some parents. We want to make some parents go home sad, you know, crying, upset, frustrated. We try to make sure that kids think about their future. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what are we going to do next about this? Because, listen, we have to make sure that people know that we have a huge chip on our shoulder that you're going to pay for each and every game. That's the goal, Blue. That's the goal. We beat those two, then, we, then listen, we won't have to hear, well, <laughs> you know, where is South Carolina State? We've never heard of South Carolina State. Yes, you have. Right. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. But we're going to make sure that you know where we're at this year, though. I love this. This is like he put on her whole villain mask and everything. He said, hey, I, I want to make sure you are hurt. We know how I feel about them. <laughs> oh, man. You know, in terms of an analyst, though, you know, because I don't have like, you know, the fandom that comes with it. You know, I understand that, you know, the robbery part of it. But for me, I, I got to go with the central game, man. Like that Ooh. is a that is a must win, because for me, I mean, and see those I talked to him about it. I'm really high on that team. And I think that team is going to be much improved from last year because they have some really, really good talent, especially on the offensive side of the football. And in that secondary, Brandon Codrington coming to mind first. But I think that game, just like it kind of did last year, is going to determine who goes to Atlanta to that celebration bowl. Yeah, we 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 snuck away with that one last year. I ain't going to lie to y'all, boys. We snuck away with that one last year. That game could have, could man, that game could have went, you know what I'm saying, whatever way last year. They have a phenomenal quarterback. They, they do. do. Uh, and yeah, Trey Oliver, you, you talked about hurting feelings. Trey Oliver's still pissed. I don't like, know if you guys saw all the interviews he did at, yeah. at, at MEAC Media Day. He's yeah. still pissed about it. So y'all hurt, well, we're y'all, y'all hurt his feelings. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to try to piss him off this year. <laughs> Hey, shout out to Dyson Roberts, man. Shout out to Dyson. Shout out to oh, Dyson. Man. Coming for you too, Dyson. 
I love it. I love the energy. We're definitely going to have to clip that because now South Carolina State, the the the, the theme of the season is ruining lives out here, hurting feelings, ruining, ruining lives. lives. I love it. And this is the million-dollar question. Smash tried to beat me to it. Uh, shout out to Smash Man in the chat. He tried to beat me to this questions. I need record predictions and expectations for South Carolina State this season. Uh, C, I'm going to throw it to you first. Mm. Let me let me see that schedule again. Pull that pull that schedule. Okay, I got you. I got you. Pull that schedule back up. All right. See though what we got. Now when it comes to the conference, y'all might not like what I got to say, but it's still gonna be a sweep. Let's you know mm. might 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 not be easy. Might not be easy, but it's still gonna be a sweep when it comes to that conference. All right, so now you're looking at one, two, three, four. Four wins, Virginia Lisburg, that's an obvious dub. I think they beat AT this year. I think they pull that out. I, of course, I got I got the winning against Bethune Cookman. Well, we got to see how that family one how one goes. So, you know, I'll I'll put them I'll put them around seven to eight. Seven to eight. Seven to eight wins for next season. I I don't mind that. Uh, Tuck, what's your prediction, man? The only games we lose is uh, uh, is uh, uh, the games we don't play. Um, now, um, we just me being a loyal son, loyal loyal bulldog, uh, faithful bulldog. We're gonna have trouble with uh, with the UCF, of course. Uh, but I think that uh, we can fight those boys. South Carolina, of course. Come on, guys. You know. Um, but I think. That we can run it, bro. You know, I think that that uh, we can run it. Um, you know, I really do. You know, I really like our chances. Uh, we got a puncher's chance uh, with every team. And, um, you know, I'm just hoping um, that we can get through these first four games, of course. Um, now, like I said, if we stay healthy, we got a puncher's chance, you know. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, you know, um, going through that first four tests, you know, we'll um, build a character and uh, build some confidence. You know, Buddy knows how to, you know, coach his team up, man, through adversity. Um, so I think that we'll be okay. Um, that fam game is huge, of course. Um, mm. But I but I have a feeling, Blue, um, that we're going to see fam again. Oh, I got a feeling. So, so fam, you South Carolina State rematch in Atlanta? A celebration bowl. Over, yeah, yeah, you celebration ball. I like it. You hear you heard it here. You heard it here. Lamb you South Carolina State celebration bowl. Let's make it happen. Okay. Oh man. Oh man. Huh? <laughs> you know that, that? That, that's crazy. Oh man. Oh my lord. Oh, Beware the dogs, man. You coming? Oh, but uh, I want to give I want to give a shout out to Jabowski Green, man. Uh, listen, uh, I don't know if this is like the Jabowski Green, man, but appreciate you tuning in. If so, and yes, he he he's got the chat buzzing right now with that prediction too. <laughs> after you know the ruining lives comment, you know I, ruining really, lives. I, I I know this is probably going to uh, you know roll. I guess rub some of my listeners the wrong way. I I really do see South Carolina State getting the get back against FAMU. 
especially because it's in South Carolina. It's going to be so hard mm-hmm. to come up there and and beat that team. The A&T game still a toss-up. I, I don't know what that quarterback situation is going to look like with them in week three. Oh. I think but I think South Carolina State beats Bethune-Cookman. It should be a walk away, really, yeah. truly. Yeah. So I think – Man, I, how many games is there? One, two, is it eleven? I think in I think the ceiling right now is probably eight and three, and the floor right now is probably somewhere around seven and four, six and five again. If everything, if, if injuries play a, a large role, like you know me and you talked about, Tuck. So I think seven and four would probably be about where I put it right now in terms of that ceiling and floor. And you know, can I can I say this? Go ahead. Talk to week week one. I'm not saying they win, but they ain't going the Central Florida to get blown out. Know that it's going to be competitive. How to again? again. They 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 gonna show you something week one. Like let's don't don't think that's just a money game. Now, say it loud for the people in the back. See, Uh, look look look. look, look. (laughs) (laughs) You you got Corey coming back. You got Shaq on one side. You got yeah. Justin Smith Brown, Richard Bailey, Rakeem White. Rakeem White. Two twin Rakeem White. Twin come on, Kendra running that thing back. Man, come mm. on, man. Come on. They ain't going, they ain't going in there to get smacked hey. week one. No. Hey. Look, I, Listen, I'm a former. I'm a, I'm a, hey, coming to win. Oof. You know, uh, look. We ain't looking I'm a, for more. I, I don't mean to set fire to this conversation, but I'm an Auburn grad, and I I was at Auburn under when Gus Malzahn was coaching there. Um, it is not out of the ordinary for them to struggle against teams that you know they should have more depth and talent than, and they almost lost to Jacksonville State as the number six team in the country that had to go to double overtime. They almost lost to Mercer in like week five of one of my times there. So listen, um. I would not be surprised with a new quarterback, with a bunch of new players under Gus Malzahn, that if South Carolina State doesn't take that game late into the fourth quarter. And I'll leave it at that. We Listen, we got some dogs, man. We have some dogs. We have some players. But we have dogs for coaches also, okay, who love um, that knows how to put their players, you know what I'm saying, right in the best positions to win. I promise you. These coaches know what they're doing, man. We've seen it already, okay? Man, if we can just stay healthy, okay? Because let me tell you, once these – see, we have we have so many young players, man. Once uh, once they get past those big lights, man, and, you know, 50,000 fans and all that, man, then once once the game becomes just football to them, the game going to be a little different. I promise you. Once – listen, once that quiet – you know. Let me tell you something, man. Once that crowd may quiet down, that game gonna be a little different. Do you know? So, when's the last time South Carolina State beat an FBS team? Do y'all, either of y'all know? I do not know that. I do <clears> not. <throat> so I know. Yeah. Man, uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. Someone look it up in the but chat. Man. Y'all be- got access to Google. Let's see. But there it were might some be questions. Be- that's hey, that is true, man. Shout out to Raw <laughs> Truth, man. Shout out to Raw Truth. I'm gonna leave it at that on that I'm one. Uh, we got Raw some. Shout out to my boy. 
Yeah. Um, so Miak Mike says South Carolina State's dreams will come to an end in Baltimore when they come up one ninety five. Uh, I ninety five. Oh, stop, Boy, me. <laughs> Come on, oh, now. man. Go take a nap, man. You don't go, even believe that. Go take a nap. <laughs> but I like his confidence, though. You I love like confidence. You gotta have confidence. You gotta have confidence. Like, <laughs> listen, man. They're supposed to say that. You know what I'm saying? They got a great coach, by the way. Phenomenal coach. They do. Right? The guy from yeah, uh, Bowie State. They do. A phenomenal coach. They are not gonna be easy now. But I tell you what, this not gonna be the year. There, I, I say this: Morgan State is two to three years away, in my opinion, yeah. from winning a winning a MEAC championship. I think mm-hmm. they get one under Damon Wilson because I think he's that good of a recruiter, that good of a talent developer, and that good of a coach. And he put together one hell of a coaching staff. And the fact that he went back and got Suell from Alabama yeah. State after he was already there really That's speaks big. to the culture that he's built underneath him with some of his assistants. Uh, MEAC, Mike, I will say this: two to three years. Morgan State is going to be in Atlanta in the Celebration Bowl, in my opinion. They're gonna be good. They're gonna be good. I'm telling you now. But 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 we're gonna be good too. <laughs> That's true. Now now real 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 talks trying to get me and C put also a watch list in Jackson. So I'm I'm gonna t- pass this one to Tuck first. Would yeah. you attribute Jackson State's upgrades this all season strictly to that South Carolina State upset win in the Celebration Bowl? Would I contribute what now? Would you contribute like Jackson State, you know, upgrading in certain positions and hitting the transfer portal that hard because of what happened against South Carolina State? No, no, because 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 you can start, um, you know, that's always been Dion's plan. Like Dion was going to recruit big time regardless, win or lose, right? Mm-hmm. Like he has a plan to take that program <clears throat> to the next level. Now, you know, of course. You know, that loss might have been embarrassing for him, of course. Right. Yeah. But, 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 man, that guy already had, man, some of those stuff, man. Some of those players, man, working, man, he has come in there. They've already been, you know, some recruited, right, prior to the Celebration Bowl. Um, So he, listen, man, he has something special going on down there right now. Man, I love what he's doing. You know, he's changing the culture. And, um, you know, we, we you know, we, we're happy to see it, you know. And um, because because we love competition as well, and we love you know we we love young men you know of uh, taking chances to coming back to you know um, the HBCU community. Yeah, just yeah. uh just to piggyback off of what thanks uh what Tuck said. Yeah, now nah, they always been recruiting like that. Proud, proud, yeah. you know, like he came in with the whole thing of I want to dominate, and I want to blow everybody out. So of course his his recruitment efforts was going to show. Uh, what he was trying to do, but I would be lying if I said I didn't think that that loss he took in the celebration bowl didn't give him a little bit more fire, didn't like a little bit more fire up under him when it came to recruiting those guys that he did. Because I don't think he want to take another loss like that, you know, not not in that fashion on the big stage, you know, like with the you bring the celebrities out, you got Jeezy and everybody, you lose like that, you don't want that again. So you know, I I think that definitely gave him a little bit of motivation. Well, I tell you so, what. They they better not lose it, fam. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is this is this is, this is hilarious. But um, apparently, hey, uh, uh, as I apparently they looked it up. No one could find an FBS win, so this it would be the first. 
if South Carolina State pulled the upset over UCF. The closest they came is they beat Georgia, I believe it was Georgia Southern or Georgia State the year before they went FBS. So they were like one year away from potentially getting it. So I, I, I think that still works. That is, we'll see. But um, the one question here is how, how are the freshmen running back looking Smith and Shaw right now throughout fall camp? Thank you for that question. Thank you for that question. Thank you for that question, sir. Okay, now, I personally love Tyler Smith. I love him. I mm. love Tyler Smith. But I also love Josh Shaw. We call him Josh Turbo Shaw, okay? My freshman running back uh, from uh, Hanahan um, High School. Let me tell you something. That tandem will be sick. I promise you. Ooh. They already I mean, they already – listen, man, Tyler Smith out there looking so good right now, man. So good, man. He's hitting the man, I'm telling you, he, he's hitting the hole with confidence, man. Josh man, is just mean mugging people. You know what I'm saying? Listen, we look good. We look good. But you know, um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's practice, of course. Okay. And none of this matters until you do it in the game, right? Um, but the fall camp. They have not shied away from it, man. They are sticking their nose right into the mix of things, and they are making it hard to redshirt them. Like, how do you redshirt them? Because they are some players, man. Really. we um, buddy. Listen, Buddy did a great job recruiting those young men. Um, not only him, um, but his staff did a great job recruiting those young men. And we look forward to what's to come these next four years with them Man, plus the doggone uh, quarterbacks. Oh, man. Morgan State, it might be long, long time from now. Morgan State. <laughs> you know, what, what do you guys think the running back rotation is going to look like? Because, I mean, you guys do return. Let's not forget Flowers, who was an all-preseason, all-MEAC selection, too. Yeah. How, how deep do you think the running back rotation is really going to go, or do you just expect Buddy Pugh to just ride the hot hand in that game and just take it week by week? Go oh, ahead. So you got – honestly, that running back room is so deep, and, and, and that's just without the freshman. That's without the freshman. Because we still got him at 22. Right. He came – Right. So you know, I don't. For me, if I don't, I don't know how Coach Pugh is going to do this. But for me, I would definitely ride out Kendrick Flowers just because right now he is that top guy in that room, um, and just kind of see how that goes. You know, I because mean, you got I don't know who's behind him, but it was one of y'all backs who uh, commented on my video. As a matter of fact, he was like, "Hey, now nah, we we got a lot of dudes in this backfield that's you know ready to go." Or the freshman even guy in. So I don't know how listen, Coach Pugh going to play that, but they, they got options. Yeah, you're right. See, listen, man, 22 is a dog. He has been a dog. 22 started last year. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, you know, Kendrick, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kendra, what is it? Um, Kendra, I'm sorry, Kendra Flowers, um, he's been battling some, um, uh, some um, concussion issues lately. And he just got out on um, protocol maybe last week. He had his first scrimmage maybe uh, last Saturday. So he is going to be working his way back. Um, so that's why we've seen so much of those freshmen. And I'm telling you, we love to see it, okay? We see why, you know, uh, we see why Tyler Smith, man, was one of the best running backs there was coming out of high school last year. We see why Josh Right. 
You see what I'm saying? Like we like you see it. And um, but um, like the young man said, yeah, Mr. James, number 22, Mr. James. That's him right there. Mr. James, he is a dog. Okay, he is a dog as well. Um, but so um we feel that that running back room will be special, you know. Um, but um, you know, and Buddy decides to go, um, you know. His first two backs um, can get the job done. Don't get me wrong, but I can tell you this right here, man. Um, by mid-season, uh, you know, uh, maybe late season, you're gonna see a lot of Tyler Smith. I promise you, you're gonna I'm see a lot. Back, man. I'm waiting I'm to see Tyler, dog. I'm telling you, you're gonna see a lot of that guy. I might mess around, get me a jersey with his number on it. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the next question is from uh, DeAndre here. He says, do you guys trust trust Corey Fields to win a shootout with his arm this season? Yeah. Yes. Yes, because, again, last season, 41-42 to 42 with Alabama A&M, you only lost by a score that went over over 35 points for New Mexico State. So, And he didn't even have Shaq uh, for one of those games. He didn't even have um, – what's the other one? The uh, For bluffing. Rakeem. 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 You didn't even have Rakeem for the other one of those games. So if he had his two primary targets healthy, maybe he does win the win those both of those games. But nah, he's he's more than capable of winning the shootout because we've seen him go head to head with these quarterbacks and almost almost pull it up. The reason why I say yes, uh yeah, uh blue is simply because the talent we have this year. Not only the talent, man, just the bodies we have at the uh, receiver this year, man. Um, we have, I mean, I mean, man, my man can wear different shoes, man. Like, listen, man, he has so many different options this year, you know. And if we can just stay healthy, um, yes, uh, my guy can win a shootout. He's capable. He has to arm. And, um, you know, Corey – you know, he's not a – listen, man, um, Corey won't throw for, you know, 600 yards or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But Corey will hit you for, like, you know, three, 400 yards now. You play with him if you want now. Play with him. <laughs> and the last – you know, the, the last – my bad. The last uh, chat question, man, I got one more for y'all. I'll let y'all get out of here. I know you guys are both really busy, man. I appreciate y'all coming on. Chris wants to know, is not making the Celebration Bowl for South Carolina State a failure on the season? I think any team uh, who has a, a serious shot at contending for the uh, Celebration Bowl would look at it as a failure if they don't make it. So, you know, this wouldn't be any different with South Carolina State. They are in win-now mode. Um, they, I do think they are in a, a position where they can have the kind of run yeah. South Carolina A&T had. Uh, back when they was, you know, going to the Celebration Bowl for consecutive years. So, now nah, South Carolina State is in win-now mode. Right now, they have the talent, and they will continue continuously have the talent for at least the next three to four years. You know, so, yeah, I, I think if they don't make the Celebration Bowl, they would consider that a failure like any other team who is in position to make the Celebration Bowl but don't. Like, you know, like I, I think it's on that type of time. Yeah, it's a failure. <laughs> Like, why, why, like, why, why are we playing the game if we're trying to win a championship? <laughs> like, <laughs> of course it's a failure. We want the chip. That's all we want. We want the mm-hmm. chip. We don't want no preseason poll rankings. 
or none of that stuff. We want the champ. We want the celebration bowl. That's it. And we also want the uh, MEAC championship as well. MEAC conference title as well. Okay. You want it all, man. You know, those guys don't work hard, man. David, listen, man. The stripper conditioning coach, man, David Irby, does not put those guys through hell for nothing. We want the chip. That's what we coming to get, hands down. Okay? So, so you know, listen, much like I say, man, if we ain't ruining lives, then our lives is ruined. <laughs> and – you know the one interesting thing the the one interesting thing this year for South Carolina State especially just due to the schedule is that if they can pull let's say they pull off an, an FBS upset or, or play those games close they win a lot of their out of conference games and just let's say Central pulls off the upset and gets that championship bid to the Celebration Bowl South Carolina State has a has a shot at an at large bid again at the FCS playoffs as well because of that out-of-conference schedule. And I know, listen, I know Tuck, trust me, as an FCS guy, you guys got robbed in, I believe it was 2019. They stole it from you guys, and I, I was upset. Listen, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I feel for you on that one. That, that's an interesting one. But the last question here, man, is because it's for the MEAC as a whole. Uh, there's been so much talk this offseason about what the next step for this conference is in terms of adding teams about merging scheduling a lot. I mean, there's been talk everywhere about it. The commissioner releases the, um, I forgot what it was like the mission statement or whatever it was called for each of you. What is next for the MEAC in your opinion, in terms of making this conference and, and reestablishing, reestablishing itself as one of the, is one of the, and I guess, premier conferences in terms of winning out of conference games, winning FBS games, things like that. Uh, I think I think when they had the media day, I think the uh, the commissioner said that she wasn't really interested in adding teams at this time. I think, right? That that's she's. I think she said something along the lines of that. But in my opinion, you know, I would I would honestly love for them to reach out to a division two like Morehouse or like somebody you know who's ready to make that jump up to kind of make the conference stronger a little bit. Like I would I would love to see that. I think if I was in if I was in a position. Um, to make changes, that would that is what I would do. Maybe I would, you know, extend the invitation to come back. You know, like I I reach out to, uh, um, not Howard but Hampton. Like, hey, you know, like come come, like at least try to get, try to get them back. Try to get some schools back, yeah. or at least try to go down to uh to schools like Morehouse to try to bring them up as well. But I mean, I don't. I used to think that okay, man, if they don't get nobody, they just gonna. They gonna drown, but you know I don't feel that way anymore. I'm I'm a, I'm a lot more confident about the MEAC than what I once was. If they just choose to follow their own chosen uh, way for making the conference what they what they hope to make it. Uh, good point. See, um, two things that I would try to do is uh, one one is go get your ex girlfriends back, right? You know, go back and have them back, right? You know, try to get AT back, right? You know, try your best to actually see if you can make that happen. Um, but if um, but if that don't happen, two teams, um, um, two schools uh, that uh, really stand out to me is um, uh, Fayetteville State. Um, Fayetteville State, Fayetteville State has been uh, progressively uh, growing. Um, they have about ten thousand students there, and. Um, they have been playing some, some real good football 
and basketball lately. They have a um, phenomenal fan base, man. Um, their school is growing. Their facilities, they're awesome. They're awesome. Another school I'm thinking about is, you know, why not go back into Georgia, right? We need to try to get back into Georgia and, you know, maybe look at, you know, um, um, Fort Valley State. You know, mm. you're good enough to play fam. Why not come? You know what I'm saying? You're playing fam and all those other big schools coming to the mid, right? Mm. And um, so I think that, you know, because we really didn't like when – uh, when um when was that about two years ago when um uh, uh when uh Savannah State left the conference to go back down, you know we need a team from Georgia. Like you can't call yourself the MEAC without a team from Georgia. Listen, <laughs> listen, the SWAT, Northern MEAC has no teams from Georgia, right? Yeah, like that's crazy. Then you want to look at you know. Um, you know, more schools, man. Virginia State, you know, that's another good one, you know. Um, but I like Fayetteville State, man. I like uh, Wisconsin Salem State, too. Don't get me wrong, you know. Um, but we need more North Carolina schools and we need more Georgia schools. That's crazy, though. Like, that is one of the best, you know, saying, listen, that is one of the best states for talent, you know what I mean, recruiting, right? So, the MEAC needs a school from Georgia. You need a school from Georgia. You've got to have a school from Georgia. Yeah, I mean. Oh, my, my bad. Bro. No, no, go ahead, man. Oh. You good? I'm just saying, I see somebody in the comments saying, uh, Benedict, I would love for that to come back up. I would hey, love to see Orange Columbia wake back up, bro. That wouldn't be bad. That, that, that wouldn't be bad. I would love to that see that back up. Bad. I know that game won't Because, because they. They have the president mm-hmm. that can make it happen. She's tight on the budget, and she knows where the money goes. Right. And they have a coach right now who's a phenomenal coach that knows how to build a strong culture. You know, so I would love to see that. Now, how do you sustain that? That's different, right? right. We don't know how that looks for them. Um, but I like Benedict right now. You know, I really listen. You know, me growing up, man, my you know uh, where I grew up at was right across the street from Benedict College, right? So I seen that program start in 1995 to go from nothing to, to where they're at now. Man, we are so proud of Benedict College right now. So proud. Now, I know one of the big things, because uh, luckily, you know, I had some, because, you know, there's been a lot of talk of some of the D2 teams, and luckily there's been some alumni in the chat from those D2 teams, um, you know, it just throughout live shows that I've had and things like that. A, a big worry for especially the Atlanta schools is one, are they dedicated to really developing their football program and putting money into it? And then two, some of them just don't have the infrastructure right now. And a lot of people were, one person was telling me that some of the D2 teams watched what Savannah state went through trying to move up and not being able to make it. And that kind of gives true. them a reservation and what you're going to run into with some of the top ones, like a, Bowie State or even you know Winston-Salem not too long ago was just in the D2 national title is that they don't right. want to give up being one of the best teams at D2 to potentially move up and be a bottom feeder 
in the MEAC, especially they, they don't want to look at themselves as the savior for the conference because, you know, the worst case, and I've talked to some people at the FCS level about that's why some of the FCS teams that you expect to be in this next wave of conference realignment may not be because they're worried that the group of five is going to fall apart and they're going to invest all this money and then the bottom's going to fall out from underneath them. And then what happens in terms of that? And I know one, it was a North Carolina A&T guy who's pretty connected to the program mentioned that, you know, a school like a Charleston Southern, this was before the Campbell announcement to the CAA, a Campbell potentially could have interest in moving over. And I was like, man, there's no way people are going to not be for that at all. But a lot of the response to that was, man, if, if they come in here as a football affiliate member rather than a full member of the MEAC, we could make it work. How would you guys feel about some of those programs, even if they might be PWIs moving into the MEAC to be affiliate members just for football only? I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. You know, I think a, a lot of people will look at it and go, you know, we, we kind of want to keep this thing um, black, you know, majority black for the most thing. You know, that is always going to be that side of it. But, I mean, if it if they can come in there and they can provide good quality football, you know, and they can contribute something to the conference and, you know, keep it afloat or make it stronger, you know, I'm not I'm not necessarily against it. You know, like, I, I like, like I, I, would, I do keep an open mind to uh, – PWIs coming in, but I, it it just depends. Like this, all of this stuff depends. Like how 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 much are you? How far are you willing to go with it? Um, I think is the question. So, but yeah, I, I keep an open mind to something like that. I just don't like it. Be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I just don't like it. You know, I, I didn't like it. Uh, you know, uh, when Hampton left, you know, uh, when Auntie left, you know, I never liked Tennessee State being where they're at right now. You know, Tennessee True. State was in the swag. Yeah. Oh, man. Good Lord, have mercy. If Tennessee State was in the swag, oh, my goodness. That would be crazy. You understand me? I just feel like, you know, you, you know, man, there's so many words that I can say right now, man. Um, but I'm just going to keep it to myself. But I just feel like, you know, we have to make sure that we support the culture, right? And we have so many D2 schools who deserve the opportunity. You know, they have the infrastructure. Some of them do. They have the infrastructure. And, um, you know, when you – we actually went to a uh, Fairville State game last year. And I'm telling you, that game was no different from a MEAC game. No different, man. No different players and all, you know. And so, you know, but, you know, we don't get uh, we don't get paid to make the uh, big decisions, of course, you know. Um, but I would love for to, you know, for them to go look at a, a, you know, school from Georgia, you know, much like Fort Valley State or even Miles College, you know. And um, you just know, because, listen, Miles has Miles has been, you know, killing these last couple of years, man. They have. They Miles have. has been killing these last couple of years. And Miles' band is bigger than most swag bands. You see, this is why we got to have Tuck on. Me and C don't know anything about the bands. No, you know no. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the final question before we let you guys get out of here is, um, you know, I'm – got a lot of good connections in some of the other FCS conferences. And the big worry is the CAA is going to make another run at Howard. 
I'm just going to let y'all know it's not a secret. Now that they need one more team to join Campbell, they are going to throw the bag at Howard because they want that market for when they renegotiate their Flow Sports TV deal. And Howard's not the only MEAC team going to get an offer. Just going to let y'all know Norfolk is going to get reached out to. And the NEC, who a lot of a lot of the Morgans, Delaware States are already affiliate members for other sports, are going to get reached out for for football. Worst case scenario, man, the MEAC on its last leg. The SOCON has been vocal, at least the fans and some of the people I've talked to, that South Carolina State would be a perfect fit for the SOCON due to previous games, due to location, things like that. Is that a conference that you would want to go to and or is it? would, would you just say, man, nah, we're going to the SWAC or what would be the next move in y'all's opinion for South Carolina State? When it comes to South Carolina State, I would much rather see them in the SWAC. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I would much rather keep it you know, like keep keep that family, you know, close together. Keep I need South Carolina State in the swag. Yeah, I would be the, the uh, be the uh, Notre Dame of Black College Football. <laughs> 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 Independent, we'll play anybody. We don't, you know, what I'm saying we don't care because listen, we're loyal to the media, man. We are loyal to the media. We are ride or die. We we listen. We're going to stay on the Titanic, man. We're going to stay on the ship, you know, until the ship, man, sinks. We're going to last the last person leaving that. Why? Because um, we have coaches. Uh, we have, uh, we have um, you know, players, man, administration staff that just love the media. And we love the history. And, um, you know, uh, we have nothing but faith uh, with our commissioner. And we hope that she's going to be, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, right decisions going forward for us, and hopefully um, this um, this won't be an option. Hopefully, uh, yeah, that, that's that's worst case. I talked to some people who mentioned it, and I know the SoCon is someone that. Um, you know, don't make a lot of moves, but South Carolina State's apparently one that would move the needle for them, which, uh, as we know, with the NFL pipeline, with the history, with the success in multiple sports, obvious that they would be one of the top schools. Now, man, I appreciate you guys coming on the show, man, giving me over an hour of y'all's time to preview the defending Celebration Bowl champ, South Carolina State, man. Each of y'all, man, let people know where they can find y'all's content, man. The season is here Saturday. I know you guys are both excited, man. But, Tuck, I'll pass it to you first, man. Where can people follow you? What you got coming down the pipe for the season, man? Follow us on the uh, the SCSU Bulldog Report. Uh, we on the ground. Um, we're developing um, this uh, Facebook page right now. Uh, we're, uh, we're going to be back on YouTube soon for the uh, first game. We're going to be doing uh, post games. Um, you know, uh, we're going to be talking to players and coaches as well. And um, we, uh, you can catch us down in Florida for the uh, Central Florida game sideline coverage. We're going to be there, okay? Um, but make sure that you follow the SESU Bulldog Report on the ground, man. Come check us out, man. A lot of good information. Okay, see you guys soon. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Guys, go follow Tuck on everything, man. Listen, if you need South Carolina State info, the two guys on this show are the ones you got to go to, man, and see. I know a lot of people here saw you just a few days ago, man, but let them know what they can, where they can find you and what you, what you can disclose is coming down the pipeline. All right, so you can find me on social media, C-O-B-I-O-R-R, for all uh, all streaming, I mean, all social media platforms, Kobe or Info. Um, but as for what's coming, man, I mean, you know, last year I wasn't able to go to games, you know. This year, you know, I'm going I'm gonna to be at South Carolina State games, like, 
probably at least for four weeks out the season. I'm going to be there. You know, FAMU, homecoming, uh, uh, Delaware State, and another, like, I'm going to be there. You know, I'm going I'm to be two weeks in Jackson. I'm going to be at another school. You know, like, Benedict Allen. So, you know, we're we going to be giving content from those places, you know? Like, so, nah, that, that's, that's what you got coming right now that's new as far as content goes, you know, just giving my perspective from actually being in the game and in the stadium and everything like that. But, you know, that's all I can really give away right now because there is some bigger stuff coming down the pipeline in just a couple of weeks, matter of fact. So, you know, just look out for it. Hey, man. Uh, guys, two of the best in the business right here with me, man. Uh, for, for me, we got some more previews coming later this week. Conference and team, of course, game previews starting to drop this week. Already, I can't believe kickoff is only just a few days away, man. I'll be in Atlanta for the Swag Me Act Challenge, man, so you can follow me on Twitter and everything for all the covers there. Go ahead, Tuck. Quick question, Blue, for y'all, um, for you guys real quick, real quick. Um, Alabama State versus uh, Howard. Who you got? Go ahead, C. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Nah, like. Okay, all right. Let, let, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain why. Let me explain why. Let me explain why I look like this. All right, I want like the 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 analyst, like just the the professional in me, wants to say Alabama State because of their additions, but because of the dominance that the Miac has shown over the sweat, I I'm not going. That's like betting against Brady in the Super Bowl. I'm not doing it. I'm going with Howard. For some way, somehow, they gonna find a way to pull this thing out. I think Eden James, you know, in that backfield as a true freshman, I think he's going, you know, he's going to contribute, man. He's been on campus earlier than most freshman prospects. And, you know, he's going, he's looking real good in camp from what I've heard. And I think, I think Howard is going, is going to pull that out and continue that dominance that the MIAC has over the sweat. Now I get the cop out because my, my, my previews dropping Wednesday, I already recorded it, made my score prediction, oh, okay. everything, but let me just say this. Um, you know, I'm kind of torn as an Auburn grad. I listen, me, D Davis is my guy. Like, if I could buy an Alabama State D Davis jer- jersey, I would. Man, I got to, he actually came in with me. We were in the same class that came in and everything like that. Like, I wow. remember everything uh, about him coming in, and I thought he should have started at Auburn. But, you know, there's been reports out of camp, a little iffy right now, but we'll, we'll see. I, I, until he's on the field, I'm not going to count him out. But let me tell you this Howard's got the most underrated wide receiving core in the MEAC. They do. They have some dogs led by Casey Hawthorne and some of them. And Darian Brokenburr is one of my favorite wow. defensive linemen as well in the country. Three, I right? think it's going to be – Do what? Big guy, right? Number, number three? Number three. Um, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's a dog. He's a dog, he's man. I'm telling you. Yeah. And so, yeah. for me, right now, I think – Listen, I'll give you all a small preview. That's that's kind of my thoughts on the game. I'm making my official score prediction Wednesday. It drops Wednesday morning, so I can't give that away, or y'all ain't going to watch it. So that 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 is where you can find my prediction. Gotcha. I get it. We get it now. We will definitely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got I got to be I got to be a little political there, man. Got to be a little political, man. I, 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 be, 
I bet I love it. But um, listen, you can catch me. Listen, I'm doing an FCS game day thing. You can catch us week zero, me Xbox challenge in Atlanta. Week one, I'll be in Lorman, Alcorn State, Stephen F. Austin. And week two, you can catch me in Memphis, Jackson State, Tennessee State, one of the biggest games uh, of the year, in my opinion. But you can also catch me. I told Tuck, I haven't broke this yet. You can catch me in Orangeburg. South Carolina State, FAMU, I will be there the first week of October, and oh, I am so excited. I am excited for that okay. game. So you, you catch me, see, talk, everyone at that game. Listen, I think I think even Scotty's going to be at that game, too, if I'm not mistaken. So there's going to be the entire crew there, man. So stay tuned for some Chicken more wings. content. Man. Chicken wings and drinks on me, Oh, man, but but guys, man, for talk, for C, for myself and for the Blue Bloods, man, listen, we are out for right now.